0: You are now tuned in from the desk of low. Brought to you by from the Dat Feeling Podcast Network. If you have a dream, go get it. Welcome back from the Desk of low. I have a talented rapper from Baltimore calling into the show. He released his Fire Project Kogan. Or fire- oh, and he just recently appeared on Firetrack called the Four Horsemen. So without further introduction, I have with me Mac P on the phone. Oh, uh, well, you know. Oh,
1: how are you, man?
0: Oh, uh, how you know? I'm good, my G. In the studio, doing my thing. But uh, how are you, my G? Happy New Year.
1: I'm good, man. Just got back in the house, you know, from the gym and all that. So
0: now, I'm good. Uh, um, <clears throat> now without a uh, further introduction, too, um, the first time I ever heard of Mac P. And was actually through my guy Norm Regler too. Um, I'm just curious, uh, Mac P. Where did the Mac P. story start off? Uh,
1: the Mac P. story, uh, honestly, my name always was Mac in the streets. That already was my name. It wasn't O no P on the end. Uh, my name really was uh, Macadoo. Like, like Macadoo, yo ass in. Like, I, like, I, like, I. You know what I mean? I'll do you in, you know. Uh, I just short niggas just shortened it to Mac. And once I started rapping, um, I made a an acronym and I added the P to it, so I made Mac mean something. You know what I mean, before in the streets it meant one thing, but now that I'm rapping, it means, you know, something else. But I'm still the same person though.
0: When did you first start taking rap serious uh, Mac?
1: I always took rap serious. As soon as I started rapping, I
0: was taking it serious. I just started rapping in Wintertime
1: 2017. Oh, so that's recent, recently. Yeah, I just started
0: rapping. And now, too, because uh, you've been featured in Insomniac Magazine a lot, too. We'll get to that in a bit, too. Um, But I'm curious, too, what made you want to get in the studio and lay something down on wax? Like, what was that one, like, that motivation? Like, you know what? I'm gonna, go, I'm gonna go in the studio and put this on wax.
1: Um, honestly, man, it's uh, it's the producers, man. I'm a, I'm a real, uh, I'm a real. I, I got a real emphasis on beats and my beat selection. And I, I always used to just smoke and chill and listen to beats before I even rapped. Uh, before I even started rapping, just because I got tired of hearing niggas talking and rapping all day. Sometimes I used to just smoking listen to instrumentals on SoundCloud. One day I was doing the same regular shit, smoking listening to instrumentals and I came across something and I was like, yo, this shit too crazy. I gotta write to this shit. You know what I mean? And once I wrote to that, I decided, yo, I gotta write more songs before I go in the studio and lay it. So, um I hit up a uh, little Lil Ito from Rochester. I don't know if you're familiar with Eto. Or he appeared
0: on um, the show or very familiar with Ito?
1: Yeah, I got a beat from Ito. A lot of dudes don't know Ito make beats. We got a lot a fire of dudes beats. don't know 38 Spats make beats. You know, these is talented rappers that I also produce. So I got a beat from Ito, um, from hollered at him. Wrote another song of that. Um, and then I wrote one more song that I went in the studio and laid it. And, uh, I put it out in March 2018. My first three songs on SoundCloud.
0: Uh what songs were those uh Mac? Uh
1: my first three songs on SoundCloud was uh Any Day Part One, uh produced by Ito, a song called Brian Glaze, uh produced uh by Revenant from Jersey, and a song called Get the Money, uh produced by the same producer from Jersey. Those are the first three songs I ever wrote and the first three songs I uploaded to SoundCloud in March twenty eighteen.
0: Now, um, if I have my facts straight, your first official, official single was PLO. I love that song, by the way. It's five.
1: <laughs> Yo, hey, good looking, man. A lot of a lot of people, you know, love that song. I'm just, you know, paying homage the best way I can. It's not in the 80s and the 90s no more, so it's hard for me to reach these rappers and see them in the physical. So, you know, I just do it in a song way. So I did, I pay homage to the Wu-Tang Clan.
0: And most importantly the
1: man, we got PLO because he got a song called PLO. Yeah. Well Yeah,
0: so I was just paying homage. Now I'm I'm curious too, um, who's your top rapper too? My top rapper? Yeah, like the one that you look uh, up to the most.
1: Sean Price. Uh rest, rest, rest in perfection to the guard Sean Price, man. You know what I mean? The subject the Sean Brown's real zone. And Prodigy, those two, those two dudes, the reason appears in my name, Sean Price and Prodigy. I still listen to them every day. Uh, you know what I mean, I don't really listen to too many of these new dudes. I didn't even know a lot of these dudes existed before I linked with K Burns and got with Team Fame. Like before I talked to K Burns, I didn't know none of these dudes existed. Literally none of them. I wasn't listening to none of that kind of rap. Music. I was listening to it. silly. Niggas like AR Dark Low, CD Crack. I seen you doing something with crack. That's a good look, man. You know, so I was listening to dudes like.
0: Yeah, like, the underground scene is, like, one hell of a movement, too, once people get tapped into it, too. Because you start finding different talent out there. It's like, wow, so this is where it was at this entire time. But I think that it's getting more monumental now as time goes on, if you agree with that, too. Because I like how you said Prodigy and Sean Price. Were your top rappers too? Because those dudes were on this underground wave like so early, like early, mm-hmm. like. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people mm-hmm. don't they know.
1: flow, everything they said and talked about was was underground. It wasn't a mainstream conversation.
0: You know? Yeah, it's yeah, big facts right there too. Like, and if you go back and listen to um, Sean Price, I remember, um, people, um, a lot of people found Sean Price through Grand Theft Auto Three. Um, when he's doing that song of Aguilas, and, um, a lot of people, that's what made him go back, well, in my era, so, but people don't understand that Sean Price, like, this, this guy is from Helta Stelta right here, like, this is 1996, we gotta go back in time and, like, listen to how this guy's flow was so rugged and raw back then, too, like, Nocturnal is one of my played albums ever. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Right, and
1: exact, man. Um, yeah, I heard, I heard that on the Grand Theft Auto too. Nineteen ninety six, I was only four years old, but when I was playing Grand Theft Auto and I heard that shit, I'm like, yo, who the, you know, who the fuck is that rapping like that? See, but at the time, I'm so young, I don't really have access to the internet and you know cell phones and tablets and all of that shit like these kids do now. I'm an I'm a early nineties kid. Yeah. So I remember the house phone. You know, and all of that kind of shit. So when I heard Sean Price on Grand Theft Auto, I was just like, damn, this dude's nice. Then uh, i say about five years later, um, I came across this little underground radio station. And I'd be playing, you know, underground music. at like, midnight and shit. I'm listening to that shit, and I hear a Sean Price song and that violin song. I'm like, yo, that's the dude, you know, from Grand Theft Auto. I'm in the room just by myself bugging out. I'm like, yo, that's him. But still, I still didn't, you know what I mean? I didn't have the internet access to go dig and research who he was yet. So it took me a minute before I was able to really sit and find the person that I was, you know, listening to that I liked so much, which was Rashawn Price. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, because um, a lot of people, like, and that's what a lot of people don't understand, too. Like, back then, you couldn't just, like, look up an artist when you heard him. Like, it's either... You knew who it was, or you actually had to go back and look in like the game booklet and see like the audio credits and just hope to God that you know like who who they're talking about in there. Yeah, or it was just word of
1: mouth. You know, you had to be in the streets to know what was going on, who was popping, who did what song you, you had to be involved musically, you know, and I and I wasn't. I, I never really was, you
0: know. And when you was in music. And when your debut single um, appeared on Insomniac magazine, um check my notes. On track number six, I mean sorry, on it charted at number six on Insomniac Magazine too, did that let you know that you can do something if there's a wrapped in too? Because that was your debut single. Um, yeah.
1: Um, honestly I I say before before PLO had charted at number six uh, I had charted with, with K. Burns. We, he had asked me to do a feature. That was the first rapper to ever asked me to do a feature. We had charted with Louis Rag. That went number six, too. And when that happened, I was excited, but it still was like, maybe I only charted because it was him, you know? So, when I charted with PLO by myself, no feature at all, I'm like, alright, uh, yeah, you know, maybe, you know, not only is this rap shit working, but maybe I'm you know, really this nice. Cause every time I'm on this list on insomniac, shout out to my family over at insomniac magazine. But it's like, every time I'm on this list, it's always other dudes as veterans in this game on this list. So I look at it and I just, I, it makes me happy, but I just, you know, I laugh at myself because I'm like, damn, I haven't been rapping long. And I'm, I'm up here with, you know, dudes like, uh, like Rome streets, K Burns, um, Move, you know st Nat, you know dudes that's you know really been adding on to this rap shit in the underground and i'm in a conversation now you know even just by myself so that shit means a lot
0: now k burns too was the first person that did a feature with you too um did he reach out to you or did you reach out to him
1: um i found out about k burns through a mutual friend um one of my homies, that's uh, that's from Brooklyn or whatever, um, on some street shit. That's how I found out about uh, K Burns. You know what I'm saying? Um, I followed him up on Instagram. He seen I was in Brooklyn. Told me next time I'm out there, holla at him. Just on some cool, just on some cool regular street shit. It wasn't no music. So once I heard his music. And I, you know, seeing what he was doing, I was like, damn, you know what I'm saying? Yo, we got to, you know, let's do something. So I sent him the songs that I had. I didn't release my songs yet. I was still sitting on these songs for two or three months before I released them. Like, you know, I didn't even want to release them yet. I felt like it needed to be mixed more. You know, I was, you know, still... Of basically a rookie to my own shit, so I'm like, I don't know if I want to release it, you know. But K. Burns heard my shit and was like, "Yo, this shit is crazy, nigga. You don't sound like nobody. You original. This shit is fire, nigga. Let's work on something. I'm dropping a new tape. I want you on it. I'm like, all right, bet it, you know. So that's how that shit happened. That's how I found out about K. Burns. And after we did Louis Red Rag, you know, I mean, I signed the Team Fan Music Group, and it's been curtains. I'm a for these movies.
0: I uh, say shout-out to Kane Burns, too. He's got that Son of Widowmaker, Bespoke. is absolutely fire. I got that rotation along with... Oh, I, anyway, I got that rotation a lot of No Heart. How, well, um, I got... Um, as we get into this, too, because um, Kogan's absolutely fire, though. But we'll get into that after, because like I want to kind of build up into that, too. Um, when I listen to, like, a No Heart Anthony, um, I'm like, yo, like, this shit right here, it's like... I like how you, like... Did something, like, involve The Wire, too? Because people don't notice that No Heart Anthony is Omar's brother, right? Absolutely.
1: Absolutely.
0: Now, um, and that song went number one on Insomnia magazine, so, um, I'm curious, too, what what was the inspiration behind No Heart Anthony besides, like, the reference to The Wire?
1: Uh, the main inspiration for No Hard Anthony was Keith Star, uh, a legend, producer, but that's from Baltimore also. Um, after I did that song with Louis Red Rag, that's how Key Star found out about me. I-, I didn't know Keith Star existed. Like I said, I didn't know a lot of these dudes the producers and rappers alike. So Keith Star reached out to me. You know what I mean? He told me, oh, you know what I mean? I like your shit, and you from where I'm from. we from the same city. You know what I'm saying? We got to work on something so when he started sending me beats and I heard the Novar Anthony beat, you know, it was just a Baltimore thing. You know, it felt like we had to do that. And, um, yeah, uh, you know, just incorporating a little bit of the Wire shit. I I really don't like how a lot of people use the Wire samples and videos and they're not from Baltimore or never even been in our city. You know what I'm saying? But I understand it's music, it's a TV show, it's for everybody. So I get it. But, like, nobody did it like that. You see what I'm saying? Like, how me and Keith did it. Nobody ever going to do it like
0: how the real Baltimore dudes do it. Yeah, because you guys are actually from there, too. So you guys can relate to most of that show. Now, see, like, I'm a, I, I found that show, like, a while ago, too. But, like, somebody who's from there, too, um, reacts Norm this too. When growing up in Baltimore, too, I'm curious, too is that like a deception of what Baltimore is like, or is that how actually Baltimore is like for somebody who's never even been in the United States before?
1: Um, that's, that's, that's
0: the, that's the tip of the iceberg for what Baltimore is like. It's, it's worse than that. Yeah. Actually, yeah. Cause it's they really said, worse than, um, I did that doc and did some research on that show too. And, um, they had to edit parts of that show because it was so real. They're like, well, we can't be putting this on national TV.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, we also have another show uh, from Baltimore called The Corner. It's uh, like a docu-series. You won't find that on Netflix or nothing like that. You got a YouTube that. You, uh, and it's the same thing like The Wire, um, but it's it's more in-depth. You know? it, 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 it goes into people's real life. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, all of the characters are real people. You know what I'm saying? They playing somebody real. Like, my mom's went to school with DeAndre, the main character from that show, The Corner. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's 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 real Baltimore shit. So, besides The Wire, you know what I mean? People could look up the corner, and they could see, uh, you know, a better glimpse of what Baltimore's like, too. You know what I'm saying?
0: Well, and then also, too, like, I noticed that Baltimore has a lot of talent, too, that the world has yet to tap into. Because, like, when people say Baltimore, they say, like, Ken Lois. But when I think of Baltimore, I'm like, um, Mac P and Norm regular.
1: <laughs> Yo. Uh, I mean, yeah, nah, see, that's the thing. Me and me and Norm, we're, we're, we're doing something for our city that's never been done before. Like, you know, Ken Lois is cool. But like he's not—he's not talking, you know, to the to
0: to the crowd of people that me and Norm talking to. Like, yeah, you know what I'm saying we basically waking the dead up out of their
1: fucking graves without music. You know what I'm saying I don't really know what King Los is doing anymore. I never really listened to him. I mean, not even a fan of him. Just because he's from where I'm from, don't mean I'm gonna be a fan you know
0: what I'm saying and he's totally in a different lane too but like, like, like it's like what you and, you said too like you and Norma doing something that has never been done for your city
1: yeah yeah we, we, we are and we really take you know great pride in that shit and that's why you know we formed our, our own group. me and him together um we might actually add a a, a few more Baltimore dudes um and the group but um yeah, that's why we did that. Cause you
0: know we take we taking a stance for our city, and we you know trying to be the voice of our city like my Deep was for, for Queens. You know what I'm saying? I was gonna say too, um, cause when I did a Q and um, I asked for who do people want to appear on the show. A lot of people were saying Benny, 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 and then the one person that said Mac P was Norm. I'm like, I right, well yeah, I'll be check with Mac P about too because like. People want to say the most obvious guess too, but I like finding like dope underground talent too, as we, the first like, I had heard those singles that I said before, from you first, The actually first project, and it's your first project ever, but like the first song I've ever heard from you, was Midnight Train, now, I listen to music in a weird way, it's the cover art, and the song title too, so when I had, looked at the track list, and there was only four tracks, so I'm like, Alright, Triple Threat, eighty six Jukebox, loft Music, Midnight Train. I'm going to Midnight Train first. Now that, when I heard that shit, I was like, I was like, holy shit, right here I'm like, okay, I'm like, you know what, let me go back, instead of just picking the last song because it has a dope name, let me just play this four track album four or five times just to make sure that I liked it the same way I liked it the first time. Now... You have like an amazing flow with like triple threat too, and I'm I'm curious too, like why did you want to make Kogan that name? Like what what made you oh, want to name your project Kogan?
1: Um, Well, initially it was gonna be it, the project was gonna be called Killing Them Softly. Um, it's, it's it's a movie, you know, it's a movie starring Brad Pitt, and um in the movie met, uh. Brad Pitt's name is Kogan. I think that's like his last name or some shit like that. You know what I mean? Um, The movie is like a mob movie. Somebody fucks up some money or something, and, you know, the mob boss sent Brad Pitt in there to clean shit up and find out what's what. You see what I'm saying? And um, his name is Kogan or whatever. Um, I just changed the C to a K, and instead of calling it Killing Them Softly, I just went with one simple word and just called it Kogan.
0: Now, um, did you have to play around with different artwork to get it right, or did you kind of get it right the first time? And who was behind your artwork, sir so, Because I notice how people choose artwork differently too, and that's what grabs a listener's attention is the artwork.
1: Um. Honestly, man, uh, it was it was it was two options. Um, we made our own cover art. Uh. Here at Team Fame, like at Team Fame, we DIY. We real major DIY guys. Do it yourself from, you know, finding our own producers to finding, you know, our own people to mix our own shit. Um, You know, and if the shit gets too hectic, we'll just, you know, use our own resources inside of the team to, you know, fill in any voice that we have. So the the person who did the cover for Colgan is um, Uncle Tim, a uh, producer, a graphic designer, a uh, fucking legend. He's from,
0: uh, uh damn, I don't want to get it wrong. He's, he's, I think he's from Australia. Oh, wow. He's
1: from Australia or like the UK or something like that. I'm not too sure where Uncle Tim exactly is from. He's from out the country. Okay. Um, I hit him up. I hit him up, asked him for the cover art for it, told him, you know, um, what the project was named. And he did the research on it himself and everything, as far as the movie goes. And he sent me that cover art the first time, and it was, it was the win, first time.
0: Yeah, because when I first looked at it, <clears throat> and that's the thing, too, like, a lot of people, you have to look at it sideways to see what it really is, because when you first look at it, <laughs> because, like... When I first looked at it, I thought it was hills, and then I'm like, "Well, what's that big line going down?" And then I turned it to the side. I'm like, "Oh, I saw i, I'm like, I I'm like, "I like that!" i like, "I like that shit right there." <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, it was really different. Like, it really epitomizes what I what I'm doing to you know the the game in such a short amount of time. You know, it's nothing less than a headshot.
0: Yeah, I like how you said that too, like nothing, like in such a short amount of time, too.
1: Yeah, timing is everything in the music business. Well, really, in life, period. You know, let's get a little deeper than the surface. Timing is key to everything. You know what I'm saying? If you, you know, prepare right and you had the right timing, there's no telling where you could go. So, when it came to, you know, the timing of. when I dropped that, how I released it and everything, um, it, it fell right through perfectly. You know what I'm saying? Right at the end of the year. And I made it four tracks on purpose just so it wouldn't be a heavy burden on a listener. You know what I'm saying? If this your first time hearing key or whatever the case is, it's just only four songs. You know, I don't even think my whole tape is 15 minutes long. So if you got less than 15 minutes, I'm going to take you on a trip. You no, know, and that's what that project is about,
0: really. And four songs. Well, and that's why I like music like that, too. Because, like, you can... Well, the way I have to listen to music is... I have to listen to it, like, four or five times... Just to make sure I liked it the first time. I liked it the first time. Because, I won't lie, there's some projects out there... That I won't say the rapper's name. But I listened to it once. I'm like, alright, that was fire. And I listen to it again. I'm like, you know what? I'm not really feeling it. That was loud. But when I listen to Kogan... I was like, "Yo, this shit still makes me feel the same way from the first time I heard it."
1: <laughs> yeah, that's 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 uh that's my goal when I rap. That's why uh, my flow, you know, and my style is the way that it is. I'm still, you know, trying to grasp my head around that shit exactly. You know what I mean? But the more people I talk to, the more shit I hear about my song or that project in general. You know what I'm saying? I, you know, I, I'm just real original. You know, I, I, I don't, you know, rap like anybody else. You know I mean? And I, you know, I take it serious. You could tell by how I rap that I take it serious. You know, I'm not having a, a conversation with you. You know what I'm saying? I'm telling you something. I'm not even having a conversation with you. I'm telling you something. You know what I mean? I just want you to listen.
0: And then, when you're making tracks like 86 Jukebox, too, I think that's like, that that really showcases your talent as a rapper. 86 Jukebox.
1: A lot of rappers cannot get on a beat like that. Yeah? Keep up. They will get drowned in that beat. You know what I'm saying? I like, I like to look at this shit like swimming. You know what I'm saying? How good of a swimmer are you? Is the beat going to drown you the fuck out? Or is you going to stay above water and still being able to swim? You know what I'm saying? And... That beat right there, I knew it was different. And I knew I had to, you know, it wasn't hard. It wasn't hard. That whole tape was a layup for me. You know what I'm saying? I did that tape in two days.
0: You did that tape in two days? Oh, wow.
1: Two days. No no lie. I did that tape in one weekend.
0: Man, that's, uh, I, just that's, back,
1: that's... I just came back from New York last week, uh... I did almost thirty songs in two and a half days,
0: man. Oh man, so you so you get down. You don't play when you get down to the studio. It's straight to work.
1: Nah, yeah, it's straight to work. Um, I, when I write my raps, um, now when I write, like I write my ad libs inside of my lyrics. I write when I'm a pause. You know what I'm saying? I write all of that shit in my lyrics so when I go to record everything is already there. I don't have to sit and wonder when I'm going to say something or my ad-libs or should I add this or take that away. You know, uh, that shit never happens to me.
0: Now, when I listen to... Now, now this may throw you off a bit too, but you're going to like where this is going. When I, <laughs> when I listen to Midnight Train, now... It probably won't remind you of it, but it sure reminded me of it. Have you ever played Final Fantasy VII? no, nah. I've never
1: played that. Alright.
0: Um, so final, There's a one part where they're running to the train after a huge shootout, and they're going on this train, and it's actually called the Midnight Train, but during that Midnight Train, there's a huge shootout on the train, so when I was he- hearing that sound like Midnight I'm like, I was wondering, too... When you're writing a song like Midnight Train too, do you have to like actually sit in the studio and write it write it or do you come prepared? Because everyone works a little bit different.
1: Well, that that whole Kogan project was not planned. It was not something that I went to New York to do. I didn't go to New York to do that project. I went to New York to record other songs that I had wrote. But my studio situation wasn't available, so I went to another studio with a producer, and instead of giving him other producers' beats and asking me, could I rap on them and all of that, I just told him, you know, let's just do a tape. Hey, just Let me get some of your beats, and I'll rap on them shit. So when I was picking the beats and everything, and I heard the Midnight Train beat, I just liked the beat, you know what I'm saying? And I called it Midnight Train, I'm saying uh paying homage to the original midnight train to Georgia from the uh I can't remember the group it's a group from like the 70s a a real famous black group um and they they the original song is called midnight train to Georgia
0: oh okay yeah because I don't yeah yeah. because like I notice too, when I hear something like that, too, it's like something like a throwback beat when I hear something like that. That's why it threw me back to, like, that Final Fantasy, because that game is a 90s game. But that, but the group you said is, like, a lot older from that, but it still gives that nostalgia feel to it. Yeah, yeah, that's all.
1: You know what I'm saying? I'm always trying to, you know, pay homage and show people that I'm not, like, even though I'm a new MC, I've been involved in music and been a student of the game all my life. I'm not a student of the moment. I'm a student of the game. You know what I'm saying? A lot of these guys is students of the moment when they rap. You know what I'm saying? I'm not taking away nothing from anybody. I wish, you know, all the success to any MC, but you could tell that these dudes are only studying the shit that's been going on the last year or two when it comes to music. You know what I'm saying? They're not invested into the soul music, the R&B shit, you know what I'm saying, like that, to be able to call a track Midnight Train, they not, they not in tune with that kind of stuff.
0: Now, for your first release, too, to have a vinyl release, too, that's pretty huge, too, because there's people that don't get that until their fourth or fifth release.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I owe that to not only to Kate Burns and Team Fame Music Group, but I owe that to myself. Um, It's quality music, man, and I wouldn't have put it out physically if I felt like it wasn't quality music. And I wouldn't have put it out physically if I felt like I wouldn't be able to top a project like that. If I felt like that was going to be, you know, my best work. I wouldn't have released it physically as soon as I did. You see what I'm saying? I just put it out on December 21st. I'm already selling physicals and shipping shit out to Japan and Australia and shit now. So I just knew that that was quality music and that I could do even better than that. So I might as well give the people that want it the physicals now. Because the next shit that I'm about to drop and the LP that's coming out this spring uh, through Avant-Garde, shout out to Avant-Garde. Uh, K Burns signed a distribution deal with Avant Garde and uh, we putting out LPs in the spring that's going to be distributed in all of our uh, stores Target, Best Buy shit like that so um, yeah people have another chance to get more physicals of even better quality work you know what I'm saying
0: did you keep a vinyl for yourself? yeah I'm going to keep one for myself um uh Keep one for myself. Yeah, I'm a keyboard one. Um, and then I'm curious too, with you having like a good career ahead of you too, um one are the tracks that you know, that's actually a pretty fucking dope track of the four of you. You guys are actually making a fucking amazing group together. Um, the four horsemen, I'm curious, like, are is that a group or is that just like the four of you guys just rapping together? Because that track is fire. Oh man! I think, hey, but, nah, but 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 I appreciate but 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 I think you had the best verse. I'm sorry, the rest of y'all like uh, Fast Life, Sully, <laughs> Pro. I'm sorry, but Mac had the best verse. And I'm sorry. Hey, man.
1: yo! Shout out to Uncle Tim again. That's Uncle Tim' beat. He did the graphics for that, and he orchestrated that whole thing. Um, I don't know if I should say this or not, but honestly, before those other two guys was added onto the track, it was just going to be me and Fast Life. Uh, we've been sitting on that track since last year, but because of my, you know, recording and studio situation, it's, it's been a minute since I could record it, so by the time I was actually able to record it, Uncle Tim hit me and was like, yo, I got a couple guys that I might go on this track with you and Fast, if that's cool with you. You know what I mean? I was like, yeah, you know, as long as it's quality guys and not, you know, the few guys that I got a problem with, let's do it, you know, Um, sent them my verse, then I heard it, and I was like, damn, you know what I'm saying, this shit is crazy, but I don't think, I don't think we're a group
0: I, 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 big facts. Facts being Siegel, Tax voice. Facts. Yeah, yeah. I I, I I don't, I don't,
1: and I think that's, I not only, I feel like Uncle Tim, like he put me last, like if you could tell by the cover art, like everybody names go from the longest name to the shortest name. Yeah. yeah. You see what I'm saying? And then he put it in that track, and he put it in that order too, from the longest person name, Fast Life, Sully Nomad to Prozade and to Matt you See what I'm saying? So, I like how he did that, but if if motherfuckers stayed on that track long enough to hear that last verse, they was in for a rude awakening. telling you.
0: Yeah, the the way that y'all had, like, that chemistry of the four y'all on the track, too, like, that's like, that's a whole other problem right there.
1: of the year actually nobody has done that yet this year and i honestly feel like it's that's about to be the the biggest posse cut of the year honestly i don't i don't care what four dudes get together later this year or next quarter they're not fucking with that four horsemen track at all and we could do that shit anytime i'm sure fast life you know is a Fast Life is a great MC. Sully Nomad is a great MC. I just found out about Crozet I love his energy. I'm pretty sure we could do that shit in our sleep again. So, if dudes wanna, you know, try this posse shit, they better be ready.
0: Um, I'm curious. <clears throat> I'm curious too. When I listen to IMT Two's project too, you would sound good over there beats too. Are you aware of IMT Two?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I am. But the thing about that is, um, I don't, I just started talking to them. That's, that's actually, they know Kay Burns more and personally also. So it was only right that they put my big bro on there. You know what I'm saying? But to go to another project that's similar to that, I mean, just as far as it's a producer and having all types of MCs on it, we got Ecto84, uh, our team fame producer, he's putting out his EP, the Destructor EP. And that shit is crazy. Like, that IM2 mixtape is good. It's fire. They got a good selection of artists. Everybody fit in well. It's coherent. But what Ecto is doing with this Destructor EP, is out of this world. And I'm not saying that just because he gained fame. If you look at the track list and you see the names he got on it and you understand, you know what I'm saying, uh, what that was doing and what he's, you know, promoting, that whole tape is out of this world. The Destructor is going to be probably one of, one of those, probably the only other uh, project done by a producer with uh, multiple rappers on it that's competition to the IMT tape so far. You know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, that 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 that's that's why I wasn't on that. That's I don't know them like that, and also I'm still, you know, creating a name for myself. Uh, I don't uh, I don't think my name's big enough yet. You know what I'm saying? So that's probably why I didn't get the personal invite. But as long as they invited K Burns on there and he did his shit, Team Fame is in the building, so it's all good on my side.
0: Yeah, because I like how you're such a humble person, too, because uh, that's um, what kind of made me want to interview you is um, we're not that alike, me and you. We both kind of came out of nowhere and we're both making noise, too. So that's what made me want to be like, you know what? This guy got a dope, dope thing going on with Kogan and his past projects. I'm like, let me give the people an opportunity to set, set, shed some light on MacP. Yeah.
1: No, nah, absolutely, low. Like, man, salute to you, man. When, when it's when, when it's destiny, it's it, it's nobody can interrupt that. All you can do is sit back and appreciate the greatness that you witnessing. and the shit that you doing is your destiny. You know what I'm saying? That's why it's happening like this. That's why you getting the you know the caliber of names that you getting. Um. And you know you're serious about your work, man. You know what I'm saying? And I'm the same way with with this rapping stuff. I mean, if I could, I got more than a handful of MCs that I talked to that said they just started taking music serious and all of that, you know, kind of shit. I understand, you know, real life shit, but at the same time, this is not something you should play with at all, ever. You know what I'm saying? Music is timeless. And you could really make not only a name for yourself, but you could provide a source of income and you know a notoriety for not only yourself but for your family with this shit. So you should always take it serious. Yeah, be- so that's that's all that people witnessing. They just witnessing, you know, us uh, achieving our destiny and getting closer to what we really supposed to be and who you know doing the things that we supposed to do.
0: Well, like even with you too, because like. They're fucking a few overseas, too. And, like, imagine being booked for, like, an overseas, too, and coming back with bread. Like, like actual stuff you can eat off of. Like, like, and buy, like, fresh gear off of, pay rent with. Like, and people say hip-hop's bad.
1: Um, uh, I mean, hip-hop is bad. You know, because they have us all grouped together. You know, that's why that word the underground is still appearing. That shit, that word has been going around since the 90s. Underground. You see what I'm saying? And We're in 2019, a whole decade and some change later and we're still saying underground. So that shit means something. But only a certain crowd of people will say underground. Other people will just say all of this shit is hip-hop. You see what I'm saying? So, when I say hip-hop is bad, I mean the light It's on the bad hip-hop. That's where the light is at. You know what I'm saying? And it's not on the real hip-hop. It's not on the dudes that take their crap serious. It's not on the dudes being original. Uh, Somebody said it's like jingle music. You know what I'm saying? That's what's what's going on. That's where they shining the light at, the jingle music. And, you know, we all together in this shit. I don't really like to break it down into, you know, hip-hop, trap music, underground I don't
0: like to break it down like that, but you kind of got to to separate yourself. We're not all playing in the same arena, man. Yeah, because there's a there's a big difference between mainstream hip hop and underground hip hop.
1: Absolutely.
0: When you hear uh, like a Hell's Roof and the, or a Lower Talk Volume Two and the reception that those albums will get back to, or even like Kogan, um, I'm curious to. What do you hope to accomplish in the near future? Like what's something that you always want to accomplish and like maybe traveling, maybe getting like ten like 10 vinyls all across your wall, something that something you always like want to accomplish in the near future.
1: Uh I mean the most the most important thing that I'm, you know, trying to accomplish is getting closer to the legends that uh, that inspire me to rap, like, like a Sean Price and Prodigy. They're no longer here, so the most that I could do is, uh, you know what I'm saying, meet people that are affiliated with them, like when it comes to Sean Price, like Rim from The Villains, uh, Rim of The Villains, uh, another Brooklyn Brownsville rapper that signed that uh, signed the Ruckdown, uh, did plenty of songs with Sean Price, um, and things of that nature, you know what I'm saying? If I could get, you know, his respect and, um, he could tip his hat off to me for what I'm doing, that shit is, you know, at the top of my list. Um, when it comes to Prodigy, um, any rappers, uh, MCs, producers that have worked with him, uh, working with them is a goal of mine's also, you know, and getting a better insight to who he was as a person and as an MC. And I've already met prodigy's kids both of them his daughter and his son i met them in real life and told them who i was and everything like that so that's already off my list you know what i'm saying like i already <laughs> met his kids so when it comes to music i mean i could meet other musical people that met prodigy and worked with him but meeting his actual seeds that's that you you can't beat that so yeah. i already did that
0: because yeah, that's the one carrying on his name Say what? They're the ones carrying on his name. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, absolutely. And, um,
1: and, and and holding his name, you know, to the value that it needs to be held. Hopefully, you know what I'm saying? Um, I could do the same. You know what I'm saying? With this P shit in my name, that's what it's there for. It's only four P's that was ever in this game, and that's Styles P, Prodigy, Sean Price, and now me. So it's... It's really serious what I'm, what I'm doing and what I'm aiming for, you know, no gimmicks, all hits, no misses, you
0: know what I'm saying? Now, um, for the future, uh, cause I believe you can speak things into existence too, what's your dream collaboration?
1: Dream collaboration? Uh, damn.
0: I believe yeah. because like I'm, I'm gonna tell you something some, something inspired um, you know Crooked Eye I?
1: yeah I see him on Twitter a lot
0: okay so <clears throat> <clears throat> he's in my top five and um, I always told myself when I first started podcasting I'm like I'm gonna get a Crooked Eye interview I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna get it like two months after it happened and that's why I'm saying you can speak into existence because I spoke it into existence. That's why I was. That's why I like te- telling people that. I'm like, you can talk that shit into existence, man. It's it's, it's you can definitely do it.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, nah, I believe it, man. But I mean, I, I honestly, I honestly don't have a dream collaboration, man. It's 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 not about like the collaboration. It's about what's right. You know what I'm saying? And, if I had a personal dream collaboration, it might not even be right. You know what I'm saying? Uh, for, you know, my career or their career, it might just be something personal, which is fine. But right now, I'm about, you know, advancing my career and doing what's best for Mag P. You know what I'm saying? And if I do a, a dream collaboration with somebody, a lot of people might just listen to it for that
0: person's name and not my name. You see what I'm saying? You know, I like that answer, Mac, Pete. That's a great answer.
1: Yeah, yeah, man. I gotta be real strategic with this music shit. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, once it's out there, it's out there forever. Once you release that song, it's there forever. I don't think a lot of dudes realize that. You know what I'm saying? That you can't erase that music, know.
0: Yeah, because once you put something on the internet, it's there. Yeah, it's there. You know
1: what I'm saying? And once you, you know, send your verse back somebody, you know, you, it's nothing else you could do. If they get you on a song, they get you. you know what I mean? If he kill you, he kill you. You know what I'm saying? You, you shouldn't have sent it back. You should have worked harder on that shit. You know what I'm saying? It's out there now. Now you're getting killed on this track. You know what
0: I'm saying? Now, with um, you having, like, a bright career ahead of you, too, um, can we expect... A collaboration tape with you and K Burns anytime soon? Because you guys got a very good chemistry. Uh, Hell yeah. Me and Kay Burns. is Kane
1: and Lynch. We got our you own know, little group. It's, I wouldn't really say it's a group, but it's just like, you know, with me and K Burns, we're going to be yeah, Kane and Lynch. That's the name i take to. Kane and Lynch. That's coming out this year also. You
0: know what I'm saying? I love it. Um, I love the name too. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's that's really, you know, what we feel like we, we are to the underground. Like a lot of dudes is scared of us. A lot of dudes, you know, don't want problems with us and, you know, a lot of dudes are scared to acknowledge us like like we're not here. But you know, in my case dudes, you know, don't really want to get on the song with me. You know, they don't want me to get out on a song. So, you know, I respect that shit, but this is a blood sport. This ain't no game for kids.
0: That's big facts right there. So, That's big facts. There ain't
1: no game for kids. So I understand why dudes don't really want to reach out to me and work, you know, because they, they hear my songs and know that I'm, I'm fucking serious. You know what I mean? So me and Kate Burns is going to do a whole take together. Every time me and him do a song together, it's amazing. We chart, it's on the radio, satellite radio, uh, um, Music was on satellite radio. Shout out to Shady45, shout out to DJ Hooley and Ramirez, you I'm saying, to everybody up there, SiriusXM's uh, Shady45 uh, satellite radio, We're spinning that, uh, Long Music, uh, Magpie featuring Kate Burns, it's one of my favorite songs.
0: And, and that's the thing is, too, you don't have to have a shit ton of followers to be played on satellite radio like a Shady45.
1: <laughs> nah, man, like, that shit, like, I don't, that's why, I, like, I, this shit is, like, it's nothing to me, like, bef- like, before I was rapping, I hardly was on the internet, that's why my Instagram account looked like that, like, I'm not an internet dude, I don't like the internet, I don't play on the internet, yeah. I, I don't joke, and shit, like, I never was that kind of dude even before rapping, So now that I'm rapping, and I gotta use the internet, network my music. it's like I
0: right, so let me you know delete all of my personal shit and then just make this about
1: rap music you know but when I go back to old social media pages like Facebook and I post my music a lot of motherfuckers don't even know that that's me rapping you know what I'm saying because
0: <laughs> like I who's don't this be, guy don't be
1: on the internet. yeah who the fuck is this it's like, I don't well, that's I me. was on the internet like that yeah like, and it's like yo is this you yeah this
0: it's like, y'all, it's like, y'all need to wake up. Yeah, but I mean, it's like,
1: this is how I look at it. Um, if blogs are picking it up and, you know, places like Shady 4-5 is picking the music up, why the fuck would I care about somebody who's not even listening to that kind of music? They don't listen to nobody that's on that Shady 4-5 list. So why do I care about, you know, them liking my uh, post about my music? Or reposting or sharing my music if they don't even listen to any of us, let alone just me. So I like. How, I, don't, I really never mind that shit.
0: I like how you say that too, because a lot of people they will get disgruntled when their own like friends don't like their own shit. But like, they like, it's like what you said. They don't even listen or they're not in tune with that kind of music. So I like how you say that. Like, it doesn't bother you too. That's good. That's a good. That's a good thing. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. Like, that shit That shit makes You know, no difference to me Like, I'm not one of those guys I post something What I got, like What, 600 followers? Like, damn Why don't even have 200 likes? Like, nah, I don't
0: care you
1: Yeah know, it's, there. it's
0: out there The work's they, out there
1: Somebody Yeah, when they come and see it If they like it They'll like it Like, it's there already, though So that's what matters It's out there I promoted it you Do what you want to do with it You can eat the food Whenever you're ready to eat It's there, though
0: Um I'm curious, Mac. Do you like anime?
1: Nah, that's Norm shit, man. I like my big brother Norm regular,
0: man. I was just curious. I was just curious. You
1: know what I'm saying? But I could smoke and watch that shit with my (laughs) nigga, you know what I'm saying? Or, like, to myself. But it's like, now that I'm rapping, like, I'd rather watch old school interviews of, like, Buckshot, you know, Sean Price, Prodigy, uh, motherfucking... All of the fucking legends, like Fifty Cent, you know Max B. I'm, I'm listening to their interviews, you know, li- watching them in studio, watching them perform live concerts. Like that's, I'm looking at that shit now. You know what I'm saying? So I don't really have time to be looking at the anime shit.
0: Yeah, because they have a shit ton of episodes. It's like, damn, I ain't got that much. Um, I'm curious too. Um, who's your favorite person? Watching all the Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> um, what was the best concert you seen live, like on YouTube, that you always go back and rewatch? watch
1: uh, shit. Best concert I seen live on YouTube. YouTube. Uh, I Ain't Gonna Hold You, man. It shit, really wasn't even a concert, man. It was like a little, you know, big little rundown shit. But it was this Rock Marciano show. He was in Atlanta. You know what I'm saying? The stage was small. You know what I'm saying? Matter of fact, nah, fuck that. It's the fucking Wu-Tang live performance at the Apollo when Old Dirty Bastard came out there smoking weed and and talking all his bullshit. That's my favorite fucking live performance right there. Fuck that. The Rock Marciano shit was fire too because he was holding down a small stage and controlling the crowd. He wasn't really able to walk around and move. You know what I'm saying? He had to just stand right there and rap. So that was... That was, you know, um, insightful and gave me, you know, pointers on how to hold down a small stage and a small crowd like that. But my favorite fucking performance is Wu-Tang at the Apollo, man. If you haven't seen that, you should watch that shit. Old Dirty Bastard, he out there smoking weed on stage, yelling and shit over niggas' raps and all that shit, man. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to ODB. Rest in peace to the God, son, unique along. Shout out to the Sun Young Dirty Bastard and the whole entire fucking Wu-Tang
0: Clan, man. Shout out to Old Dirty, R.I.P. One of the greats. One of my most favorite videos from him is when he's freestyling drunk. Oh my God, I could watch that forever and die laughing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I seen, um like two days ago, I was on YouTube and they had a, a snippet of Sean Price talking about ODB. They asked Sean, he was in the car. They asked Sean Price, "Do he ain't got any old dirty bastard stories and shit?" And um, they was t- Sean Price said uh, they had just got finished doing a show, and old dirty bastard had a had a female with him. They walked into the Seven Eleven and shit, you know what I'm saying or whatever. And uh, Sean Price in there with old dirty bastard and the female old dirty walk up to the clerk like, "Yo, I need one condom." You know what I'm saying?
0: The clerk
1: is like, we don't sell single condoms. We we got packs of three, you know what I'm saying? Oh, dirty was like packs of three. This bitch ain't my wife. You know what I'm saying? Like he said that shit right in front of her and everything, you know what I'm saying? Like so when I heard that shit I was dying, man, you know what I'm saying? So I'm glad Sean Price was there to catch that story. And somebody was able to ask him that before
0: he transitioned into the essence, you know what I mean? Yeah, because, like, hearing, like, classic stories like that, too, like, I love when uh, Nori and Fat Joe would tell classic DMX stories. Oh, man, shout-out to Nori and the whole Drinks
1: Champs thing and what he's doing, reinventing himself. Shout-out to all of the legends that's you know, reinventing themselves and continue to still be in the light. You know what I'm saying? Nori is doing amazing things. That's that's a dream of mine, just going up there and smoking a blunt with Nori. You know what I'm saying? That don't have nothing to do with a collab. That's just me and a legend, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, um, yeah, going up there, that, that'll be a dream of mine. to Fuck with Nori, smoke some of that crazy weed he having, and talk some shit. Man, it
0: looks like he does have to be having some crazy weed.
1: Yeah, some crazy weed, you know what I'm saying? And the way he be pouring the drinks and shit be mad funny, too.
0: Did you see the Diddy one when uh, Diddy poured every bottle of liquor in one cup and drank it? Hell no, I
1: don't fuck with Diddy, man. Okay. You don't
0: do no fucking. You don't. You don't fucking get nobody to write a song for your dead man, dog. I don't fuck with Diddy. Yeah. When he jerked D Block. Oh, I love when D Block aired out on Angie Martinez interview too. Yo, Jada and Styles, yo, yo, they were going at puff yeah, and puffer. Just yeah, like yeah. come to the office, and all you hear is Jada. We can't come to the office because you have security. <laughs> Yeah, yeah,
1: that's, 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 that's what I'm about. You know what I'm saying? Exposing these niggas, these bloggers, these fucking, you know, producers, these rappers, you know, straight 90s shit, man. You know what I'm saying? We're not going to sit on shit and just be mad about it in silence. You know, we're going to bring that shit to light. We're going to publicly expose you and and catch you and do whatever niggas want to do to you for whatever you did. You know what I'm saying? If it wasn't if it was right and exact. And that's 90s shit. Niggas in the 2000s don't do that, man. Hip-hop in the 90s was like that. That's why it was serious. And that's why niggas didn't play. On tracks and off the of tracks. Niggas did not play. Now niggas
0: play a lot. I think that's why we resonate with 90s hip-hop a lot. Because you actually had to live what you were doing back then and be what you are about. I just...
1: Man, I just recorded a song and I said that shit. You know what I'm saying? I, uh, what I, what the fuck I said? Um, uh, damn, um, I said I come from the pillage where you ain't talk about that shit, my nigga, if you ain't did it. Explicit noun patterns, why these niggas be staggering. You know what I'm saying? Oh. can't talk about that shit if you ain't living, man.
0: I, um, I like how you said that, too, because a lot of people don't say that in their rhymes, too.
1: What? Say what?
0: That they're from that era, like, that they acknowledge it, too, because most people are like, we're living in the 2019, f- but, like, most people are like, I'm a product from the essence.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Like, you could see people, you could see a 17-year-old right now and talk to him, and he got the aura of a dude that's 30 years old, like he was here before, like he's seen this shit already. And that's how I feel with this rap shit. I done seen all of these pussy niggas before. I done seen Beanie Siegel get at these niggas, Jay kissing them get at these niggas. You see what I'm saying? It done already happened already. You know what I'm saying? Producers done already got beat up and smacked. Uh, all of this shit done already happened. So I think niggas is getting away from that. It's a reason, it's a reason why. I think it's the money. Niggas is more focused on trying to be friendly and trying to get money. I didn't pick up my pen and start rapping for money. So that's the difference between me. It's not about money with Mac P. It's
0: about pushing the culture forward.
1: It's about pushing the culture forward. You know what I'm saying? It's about putting on for my city and letting it be known that Baltimore is here and we taking a stand. And you know what I'm saying? And not only that, it's for the motherfucking respect, man. You know what I'm saying? Res- respect the handle, respect the name, the man and the legend. You know what I'm saying.
0: Now, this is a question that I ask all of my guests too, and the reason why I ask this question is because nobody can give the same answer to this question. So I'm curious on your question on this. I mean, so your answer on this, Mac. Alright. Do you have any words for somebody in a dark place trying to see the light?
1: in a dark place trying to see the light yeah um yeah i mean you know my words to somebody in a dark place trying to see the light is that you know the sun is still shining it's just not shining where you at right now but it's still alive and well you gotta you gotta be the sun and bring that shit back to your own you know what i mean your own circumference your own universe it's dark where you're at right now, it's still shining somewhere, you need to either go to it or bring that shit to you, start doing things to magnetize the sun to come towards your way, you know what I'm saying, that's how you could avoid being in that dark place, and if all else fails and you're in that dark place, just wake the fuck up, because you clearly sleep, you know what I'm saying, wake up and read something, and learn something, if you learn a few things, you might wake the fuck up and get out of that dark place,
0: that's a really great answer. That's Yeah,
1: no doubt. A lot of people be in dark places because they don't know shit because they dumb. They stupid and they make excuses. I never was that kind of person, period. That's why this rap shit is the perfect thing for a nigga like me. I'm saying I don't have no excuses. I don't regret nothing and I do what I say I do. You see that shit in my eyes, When nigga see
0: me. Well, <clears throat> I'll tell you one thing, Mac P, that Kogan project definitely made me a fan. So I'll definitely be tapping in and be mostly excited to see what you have for 2019. I'm mostly excited for that K-Birds and Mac P project, though, Kane and Lynch. That's going to be straight Man, fire. Kane and Lynch is going to be retarded. Like, niggas don't
1: understand. Like, we're going to be doing the back and forth shit. I spit three balls, he spit three. We're going to be doing... He do a hook, I kill a song. We're going to be doing all of that kind of shit. Skits. I'm adding skits into my new tapes and all of that shit. I'm really, you know, bringing that 90s shit back. Nobody's doing skits no more. Niggas is just doing little interludes with a motherfucker talking from a movie or something. Like, do that shit yourself. You know what I'm saying? Come up with the idea yourself and implement that shit. You know what I mean? Get your friends and your homies to come in the studio and lay some fucking vocals down for your skit. Stop using movies and just having a beat as an interlude. Like that shit is whack. Bring that bring the nineties back,
0: man. Or just record a conversation in the car just talking about life and then kind of cut a piece of the clip out like how Wu did with um Owen Bill for Cuban links. Exactly.
1: Exactly. No, but niggas niggas is not trying to do that, man.
0: Well, it definitely no, seems they're not like... trying to do that. Man. Well, it definitely seems like you're keeping the essence alive too. Um, so with that being said, Mac P, um, is there anything that, uh, anything that you like to plug in before I let you go, my guy? Because uh, like you said, I can't wait to see what y'all have in the future.
1: Yeah, no doubt, man. Um, if if you give me your email, I, I could send you a couple of exclusives that I got from a new project I'm, I'm about to drop. Um, probably within the next month or two i um, called Matt Kruger. You know what I'm saying? I'm calling that shit Matt Kruger. You, you already know why, you know what I'm saying? Freddy Kruger. You know what I'm saying? Killing niggas while they sleeping. You know what I'm saying? In real life, though. And that's what I'm doing in the music and shit. Um, any last words? Shout out, so shout out to motherfucking Team same Music Group. Shout out to K Burns, Shout out to 318HA. Shout out to Fetty. Shout out to my boy Rolls Royce Choice my treetop homies, you know what I'm saying, shout out to motherfucking Ecto84, a phenomenal producer, shout out to Eddie Word, everybody out in Cali, Cochise, all my Cali peoples, you know what I'm saying, shout out to my moms, you know what I'm saying, for doing what she did in order to get me here, you know what I'm saying, and most importantly, shout out to my fucking self for staying true and remaining who the fuck I am no matter what.
0: And big shout out to Norm for putting me on to Mac P, because of felt oh, Norm, man. Oh
1: man. Damn, part of himself, man. Yo, <laughs> Norm, bro, you know I love you, big bro. Like, this shit is deeper than rap. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's like, man, like, it's like me and Norm, man. And then the music, man, that we gonna do. Like, you're good. Like, niggas is gonna see, like. What that shit sound like, what that shit mean, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, man, shout out to my big fucking brother, Normal Regular, man. You know what I'm saying? We d this shit the fuck out, nigga. I got you, you know
0: what I'm saying? Corner Boy shit, man. Baltimore, we here. And with that being said, it's another classic. Now, I know I say classic a lot, but I really do be dropping classics. Uh, it's another classic interview from the desk glow, featuring my guy Mac P. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt, man. Shout
1: out to everybody for listening. Shout out to everybody for fucking with me. Any spin that you have, any listen, any song, any play, that shit mean a lot to me, man. I appreciate you, man. Shout out to all the fans, all the consumers, and all the solid solid individuals out there that's making a name for themselves, man.
0: And with that being said, y'all need to tap into Kogan.
1: Yeah, no doubt. Koven is out. It's on Bandcamp. It's on YouTube. It's on SoundCloud. Not my personal SoundCloud, but it's on SoundCloud. And it's on YouTube also. And it's on uh, Bandcamp, uh, MacP, and makp.bandcamp.com. And it's, uh, it's up there too for still streaming and all that. But if you fuck with it, you should definitely cop it. No?
0: And that being said, y'all need to tap into MacP. We out. Hi. Um I just stopped the recording. Um if you